Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Cambodo here best-selling Amazon author and guitar teacher, businessman and property entrepreneur with episode 202 of the Tutor Podcast, the weekly show that's all about how to have fun as you start, grow and love your tutoring business while staying comparatively sane and having fun in the process. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the show, leave a review or a like. And remember, you can find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. Okay, in today's show, we want to think about pricing. And this show is prompted by a conversation with a new student inquiry I had yesterday. And he's a high achiever. Uh, he has a PhD. He's a very bright guy. He'd been recommended to me by another of my students. Now, he asked about my rates and I told him. And given that I'm definitely high end in my location, that sometimes throws up resistance and uh, somewhat surprised, and he was very pleased to hear that I wasn't in the bargain basement. And I realized that I hadn't really given much thought to pricing and positioning in the podcast for a little while. So I want to just flash through why pricing is important and why you should always be giving it at least a thought once in a while. Okay, first thing of all, the price that you pay, your rate for teaching, what you're rewarded with will tie very closely to your own sense of self-worth. Let me explain why this matters. Let's say I've got three people with the same levels of skill, but three different belief systems. Person one really believes they're worth top dollar. Person two believes they're sort of okay-ish average. And then there's the person who thinks they're not that great. Three very different Belief systems, which will give you very different outcomes. So if you're person one and you think you're worth premium rates, you will have no problem. High rates are normal for you. It's what you expect and you'll easily ask for and you'll get well paid for what you do. Person number two will have a very different experience. They believe they're kind of average, okay-ish, you know. They'll be uncomfortable pricing themselves high, setting their rates in the premium band in their marketplace. So what they'll usually do is do some market research to find out what everyone else is charging and sort of aim to sit themselves in the middle of average. Maybe they don't want to stand out. For that person, pricing up is going to be a bit of a stretch, but it is doable, so stick with me on this. This person's going to have to get uncomfortable to price themselves higher. Now, if you're person number three, who really doesn't have a very strong belief in your own quality or the value that you bring in, and you're sort of half-arsing it, or you're just filling in marking time, in the guitar world, it's quite common to find guys who teach around their gigging schedules. The teaching's kind of like their 
if nothing else is happening, I'll do a bit of teaching. They're dabbling. Well, the chances are they're really going to struggle. They might, for instance, go and look at what I call civilian jobs, which is jobs outside of guitar teaching, like Tesco, Sainsbury's, Lidl, whatever. Often where they're paying sort of low-endish wages, and they'll set their prices to that. This is a disaster. And what I do know is it's very common for us to undervalue our skills because it's easy for us. What we do is, it's what we do, it's part of us, it's just who we are. But it's not for everybody else. So those three personality types, the high self-worth, the sort of meh, average, and the guy who's half arse in it, they're going to produce three very different outcomes around the same skill set. The high belief person will always be better paid for doing the same work. And it's simply because they ask for it. That higher pricing gives them automatically a higher perceived value in the eyes of the customer. It also gives them more status. Way back, there was a beer, I think it was Stella Artois, that advertised itself as being reassuringly expensive. So that was a very powerful thing that differentiated Stella as being somehow special from any other beer. You may think about the, the phrase exclusive. And what exclusive means is it's not for everyone. There are some people who aren't going to be able to afford this. I also like the, the idea of being elite in what you do. All this adds to your higher perceived authority as a teacher, which means it's easier to get compliance from your students. My results and yours depend on our ability to get our students to do the stuff we tell them to do. If they're paying good money for us, they're much less likely to neglect our advice and steerage, and they will actually go and do the thing you tell them to do. So they get better. That's wonderful. Because when they get better, it makes me look good. And they go, oh, it's worth it. Of course, you have to be. So if you're charging a higher rate, you're assumed to be premium quality. You're assumed to be the best. Just think of big brands that are top dollar, like Rolls-Royce, Rolex, even Apple. They all charge extra for their products. And the generally accepted assumption is that they are higher quality than anything else. Oftentimes that isn't true, but perception is everything. For me, being a premium rate tutor in my area, and my experience is that those premium rates exclude the sort of people I don't want to teach. They attract the people who are not driven by price. So they're not price sensitive. They're less hassle to deal with. They don't mind paying for cancelled lessons because they understand the value of your time. They're also much more autonomous and much more motivated. They're better self-managers than people who are only driven by price. So they get better results from their own routines, for which, of course, I get the credit. Of course, at the end of the month, when I'm looking at the accounts, my high belief in myself is confirmed by being well paid. So I'm creating a virtuous circle of relief and then producing evidence in the bank account at the end of the month. Now let's take a look at person two. This is the person who's got a sort of, yeah, I'm okay, belief about themselves. 
I think they're sort of average. Well, they're probably only going to ask for average rates. They'll get paid the average, the going rate. Customers will perceive them as being ordinary or, as I said, average, middle of the road. They're neither good nor bad. They're just, okay, meh. They have medium value, medium status. They're not exclusive or elite. And therefore, they're not as authoritative. Students then are less compliant, less likely to go and do what they've been instructed to do. And the results are diminished as a consequence of that. You could sum up the student's attitude towards these average teachers as, eh, you're just like everybody else. So they get average clients. They're much more price sensitive. They're way less organized than the high price clients will be. They're also way less autonomous and motivated. They're far less likely to do what you ask, which means your results will be average. And again, the results are confirming your beliefs. And then we've got person three, the person with low end beliefs about themselves. In my field, the guitar teaching world, maybe this is a guy who's just making a few quid between gigs. He's going to be probably afraid to ask for top dollar because he knows he's just half arsing it, as I call it. He's going to get paid below average rates. That means it'll often be perceived as a cheap option. Cheap usually is conflated with the idea of low value and low status. If your status is low and you're nowhere near as authoritative as, say, the premium rate teacher, you're going to get much lower rates of compliance from your students because, yeah, they think you're not that valuable, not so authoritative. And because they're not paying top dollar for it, they're much less likely to shrug their shoulders and go, well, so what? As I said, in, in their eyes, you're just, you know, the cheapest available. And you're in competition with the free stuff on YouTube. It's not a place I want to be. A teacher with low-end beliefs about themselves will generally compete on price to be the lowest. That means you'll be recruiting clients who are highly price sensitive. They don't want good, they just want cheap. They're generally going to be much less organised than the higher achievers who've got money to burn. They'll generally manage themselves more poorly than the previous two customer groups we spoke about. They'll be less autonomous and, in my experience, more likely to be unmotivated. So they're less likely to do the work and they'll get poorer results. And once again, the results are confirming the beliefs of the teacher. This can get quite nasty. If you're getting paid peanuts, therefore you must be a monkey. If you believe you're a monkey, you're only going to ask for peanuts. Does that make sense? As I've said before, it's about value. Or more specifically, it's about the perceived value that you have. You want to get paid what you're worth and refuse to work for less. Create the perception that you are the 
premium product in the marketplace and deliver on it. Set your rate high and refuse to work for less. State your rates and never justify yourself. Don't tell them why you're so expensive. Just tell them I'm sure and then shut up. You don't really want to get into an argument that you're worth X, Y, Z pounds. Because if they can get you to argue about your rates, they'll probably argue with everything else. So just ask yourself, guys, if you're teaching 40 hours a week, do you want to make 40 grand a year or 70 grand a year for doing the same work? It's a no brainer. So a few key rules provide massive value. Always be worth even more than your premium rate price tag. You'll never be short of clients. They know they're getting a fantastic bargain. If they can get decades of confusion resolved in an hour, you can pretty much name your own price. Second, price yourself at the level you want, not what everyone else does. Put your stake in the ground and refuse to move. Decline block booking discounts. This is a fairly regular thing. People will ask for block booking discounts and I'll simply say that's not something I do. If they're very price sensitive or they're out to negotiate a deal, I'm not that interested in teaching them. I've plenty of students coming through the door, plenty of work on. And remember, I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to deal with someone who wants to haggle me and nickel and dime me out of business. Next, if you can't reschedule or you choose not to reschedule, always charge for your cancellations. This reinforces the idea that your time is precious and that in turn reinforces the perceived value to the customer of you. Next, remember always if you are traveling to and from locations teaching, always charge for traveling time and expenses I'd suggest you do this on a cost plus basis by working out how much it costs you to do the trip, how much time is involved, how much petrol, how much wear and tear, insurance and so on. Add a premium to that. So even when you're driving, you're making a little bit of margin. And finally, review your rates at least annually. If you leave it for a year, the chances are you'll leave it for two or three years. In the property world, which I'm already busy in, it's very common to go and buy a property from a tired landlord with a sitting tenant who hasn't had a rent rise for six or seven years. Crazy. Happy days. So most of all, guys, remember that time is the most valuable resource for you and your customers. If you're going to sell your time for money, get the highest price you can. Your aim is to save them years or decades of frustration. And if you can do that, they'll gladly pay you whatever you want. That's massive value. All that knowledge base that you have and all those skills, they're just tools to help your customers learn more rapidly and save their precious time. So remember to keep sharpening those tools for yourself too. Always be learning, always be updating, and you'll always be increasing your value in the marketplace. If you can keep doing that, you can keep raising your prices. Remember, if you ask for what you want, you're given the chance to say yes. But if you never ask, 
all you're going to hear is the silent no. Let me know what caught your ear in this episode and how you're getting on with it. As always, I'd love to hear from you because I'm here to learn from you guys too. Send your questions and comments into info at neilcamado.com. And remember, subscribe to the Tudor podcast, leave a review if you like, and get all the updates and all the tips week on week as I try to help you to start, grow, and love your tutoring business without going mental. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. And I'll see you next time right here on the TTP. Till then, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.